0: what's up everybody welcome to words of wisdom podcast where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life i'm jennifer Brienne, and i serve as your podcast host to bring words voice language and freedom to your world it's wednesday so let's wise up and talk about communication and instruction and their many facets in our lives what's up everybody welcome to words of wisdom podcast we definitely have some words for you today thank you so much for joining if this is your first time hello how you doing nice to meet you My name is Jennifer Brienne. I am your podcast host, uh, bringing you words, voice, language, and freedom. Um, This is a podcast where we are open. We talk about life. We talk about Jesus. We talk about expertise. And so thank you so much for joining us. Um, You can find out more about this podcast in the show notes below. So just click in your description box on whatever platform you're listening in. You can support this podcast. You can click the link below that's in that box and proceed from this podcast will go to supporting pens to prison ministry it's a it's a ministry that was designed to give life hope salvation and prayers to prisoners and so there are costs that go into making that happen but we want to ensure that they have the word of god the love of god and the comfort of god um, during this time of their lives so If you're returning, thank you so much for returning. You are what makes this podcast go, and you too can support this podcast, Um, so don't feel like you just have to be new to do that. Uh, Thank you, all of you, for being who you are, for leaving me reviews and and comments and suggestions. I appreciate those. I take those into consideration, and I'm glad to have you back. So today, what we want to talk about is we want to talk about loss, okay? And there's a lot of loss going on, and... I don't like it. I'm not comfortable with it right now. Globally, 8 million people have been lost to COVID and I don't like giving COVID that kind of glory on this platform. But that is just the fact in the U.S. We are seeing numbers rise from the original 216,000 people. Okay, I feel like two people lost to anything are too much and one fact that we are not highlighting enough for me is the other deaths and the other loss that is taking place meaning no maybe you didn't have covid but there're still people who are losing loved ones during this time and not just losing loved ones we're not just talking about loss of life there have we have about i think between 4 to 8 million people unemployed so we have loss of jobs we have loss of provision we have loss of sufficiency we have loss of security so we have food insecure people we have a loss of relationship where normally you'd be able to gather um and do different things we have loss of connection there is a lot of loss on a lot of fronts in a lot of ways going on and so that's why I felt you know it was pertinent to have this discussion about loss and um I don't like it. I don't I don't like that we have to have this conversation, but because there's so much loss, most of the people who are listening to this podcast right now have experienced loss to one degree or another. Okay, you know, maybe you didn't lose your dad to this horrendous disease, but maybe you lost your job Maybe you didn't lose your job, but maybe you lost your social connections And so you've been in a season of isolation for far too long Maybe you you maybe you have, you know family that lives with you But you have experienced loss in some other way shape form or fashion and whatever the case I think we can all agree that it's not comfortable It, it leaves us empty. It leaves us void and it leaves us deprived as a matter of fact That's the literal definition of the word loss I mean to lose something it means to be deprived of it to simply cease to not have it or to not be able to retain something or someone and it's important that you know some of us are experiencing multiple losses so it may be something or someone whatever the case is it's important that we know and recognize where we have taken losses because we are victors in Christ and we are more than conquerors in him and we are overcomers in him and so it's really easy to say okay I lost in this area and then to cope with that to sup with that to be stuck with that but today what I want to talk about is ways that we can combat that ways that we can heal during times of loss okay so um I just want to walk through the scriptures. This is not a, a format that I would normally do something like this, but I just think it makes most sense in a season like we're in, where there's a lot of loss, a lot of deprivation, a lot of isolation. Uh, there's a lot of social distancing. There's a lot of reclusion from society, and there's a lot of confusion around what's to come and where we are, and uncertainty. Uh, I think it's best to just walk through the scripture because what else can we rely on? Can we rely on our like, our local politicians? Can we we rely on our job? Can we rely on the good deeds of other people? What can we rely on? What can we really stand firm in and believe and trust? And I believe if you're listening to this podcast right now, that your hope is in the Lord and that you want to believe what he has to say. But if you want to believe what he has to say, you have to know what he already said. So let's just walk through the scriptures as we understand how to heal and walk through this. Before I get started, I want to make clear that healing through loss um, and healing from loss, you, it requires three things. It requires Christ, it requires community, and it requires that we not be isolated for prolonged periods of time, okay? And I will explain all three. When we experience loss, we need Christ because that's one of the promises that he's given us. He said, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them from all of their troubles, So if you've experienced loss in some degree, and I'm sure every time I say that word that you have in mind, whatever you've experienced during this time, the Lord promises you that you will be delivered out of your trouble. Now, whatever your trouble is, um, depends on how you will be delivered. So make sure that you have your eyes open looking for the way of escape from what you're experiencing. And you may say, oh, well, Jen my issue is that um, I lost my grandmother. I lost my, my coworker. I lost my favorite coach. I lost, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I can't get them back. Okay. Well, the next part of the verse is for you. The Bible says that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. It says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver him out of them all. Out of them all. Let's go back. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. He saves them. So there, even though we can't necessarily bring grandma back, even though we can't bring your favorite coach back, even though we can't bring those people back that you love so much, the Bible says that he's near to the brokenhearted, that he saves the crushing spirit. So there is a saving for you, even in this place where it seems like all hope is lost. And it also says the Lord delivers you, insert your name, the Lord delivers you out of them all, out of all of out of them all, what? Out of all of the troubles that are mentioned earlier in the verse, so don't think that there's any trouble, there's any loss, there's too grand, there's too far gone, there's too insurmountable, there's too um, too large for the Lord. The Bible says, "Is anything too hard for God?" And it's not. So you have to trust Him during this time, and you have to lay that thing down to Him, um, because again, not one of them. Um, will he not deliver you from the Bible said all so there is nothing you're going through nothing that you've experienced as a form of loss that the Lord doesn't already know about and that he doesn't already have a plan for so this is where we trust him. Okay, that is uh Psalm 3417 another verse that comes to mind, which is so contradictory because it's like really God you call me blessed because I'm mourning like God like I'm sad i'm mourning and you're telling me i'm blessed but it's blessed to be in a place where you're comforted by the lord the bible said for they shall be comforted now we'll learn in later verses i think it's second corinthians one and three through five a part of that text talks about how like we're comforted and we also share a part in comforting each other and i'll speak on that when i talk about the community aspect but my point is is that the bible says they shall be comforted meaning that there is a guarantee that you will not have to mourn alone you will not have to stay hurt forever there will always be support there will always be an encouraging word there will always be a form of comfort ready for you to receive now there requires a part of your participation here because you can reject the help now i understand if you are mourning loss of a family member of a loved one of someone special of something special you know maybe you really like that job or maybe you really like going to the country club or maybe you really like you know participating in your sports activities whatever the case God has comfort for you and it's your choice to receive that comfort and to receive that support during that time the beautiful thing is, is that God promises to comfort us because the Holy Spirit is a comforter. and He also um, has equipped us to have people around us. To comfort us. So maybe, maybe you push the comfort supply that God had for you away, and maybe it's time to receive that. Maybe it's time to listen to the stories and the memories that other people have with your special person. Maybe it's time to consider another way um, to having fun and having an outlet that you didn't already get, okay? And I'm just using those two examples because, again, we're in a COVID climate, and those two things are pertinent right now a lot of people are losing those that they love okay and that and that shouldn't be looked over um the bible says that his grace is sufficient for you and his power is made perfect in in your weakness and so you know paul says i'll boast all the more gladly in my weakness so that the power of christ may rest on me so what do you need power to do what what do you need power to do you lost something what do you need power to do If you lost your job, well, you need enough power to bounce back, to maintain before you can get another one. And that's just not, you know, just unemployment resources. That's to sustain you until your next place. You need power to fight back at life. If you lost something that you can regain or retract, if you lost something that you cannot get back, if you lost someone that you cannot get back, you need power to persevere. You need power to get up every day. You need power to continue living and thriving and being the best you that you can be, because that's what that. Person who loved you would want it. Anybody would have wanted, excuse me. Anybody that always, you know, anybody that loses somebody, excuse me. I always encourage them and I always tell them listen, the best part of them is still here and that's you. I don't know who needed to hear that today, but the best part of that person that you lost is still here and that's you. And what are you going to do about that? You need power. To live out their legacy, you need power, okay? It takes a will and a fight. And that's why I believe Paul used the analogy of power in correlation to grace because it. Takes power when you're weak, it takes power to get up from that place of lowness, of darkness, of despair, of desolation. It takes a willpower, it takes either your power or someone else's power. It takes the power of God to move you out of that deep and dark and low place. And sometimes it takes our own inner strength, you know. Um, some some versions of this verse talk about you know, his power is made perfect in my weakness. And it goes on to elaborate and instead of using the word power there, they use the word strength, saying his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And sometimes we need that strength. I could argue that strength and power are two very different things. And this is a word podcast. We won't go there today so that we can stay focused. But it is very important that we know that Christ's power will rest on you. And that you don't have to do this alone, and that you don't have to look or muster up or fake any strength or power. That you don't actually have that you can be vulnerable and messy and unsure right before the throne and his power will rest on you in your point of need. I love that about God. I love that he is so right meeting you at the point where you are. You don't have to be somewhere else. You don't have to graduate. You don't have to do anything other than be who you are and God accepts you just as. And I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. So when we, if, there is, if there is loss in somewhere in your life, there is a void. And so because there's a void, there's a lack. If there's a void and there's a lack, there's something that was there that isn't there. And this is just explaining loss. Really think about your heart through these words. Think about the love and the compassion, the relationship, the communication, the connection. Um, think about the memories. Think about all of the things that were there that were being fueled. And now they're not. And there's this loss. Um, and so there, there's this void in this emptiness, but this is where God shines because if there's a void and there's an emptiness and a lack in your heart, there is a need. And anytime that there is a need, there's a, that's a great God opportunity. A lot of people look at need and they get discouraged. They get down. They get broken. They get um confused. They get depressed. They get anxious. But I see need as a great God opportunity because there is a point where there's something that I don't have that I need. There's somewhere I need to be. There's some gap in what what is and what should be. And there's a great God opportunity to fill that very place. That is the awesome, amazing power of God. He can come in and fill that very place. And Philippians talks about this. Philippians says, my God will supply every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It said every need. It did not say some needs. It did not say only some needs because of certain reasons. It didn't say you have to qualify. It didn't say it was conditional. It said my God will supply every need according to riches, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So that means that your need <laughs> qualifies. I don't know what your need is. I don't know what your gap is. I don't know what you lost. I don't know what you're looking to feel in your void. I don't know what emptiness that you need to be full and prepared to be whole and complete. But God does. And he said every need. He didn't leave out one need, not one need in the world. But this is the God opportunity in that we have to surrender that need to him. The Bible says, my God. And I love that because... Everybody will say, Lord, 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 but he's not really their God. And this is, again, everywhere I've talked about what God has for us to heal from loss requires us to trust him and requires us to participate with him. And you have to make sure that he is God of your life and that he's also God of that area in your life. Because you can say God is my savior. You know, I've surrendered to him. I prayed the prayer of salvation. But if he is not god of your life and he is not god of that area that he has no jurisdiction there he cannot give you his supply without you being his and so this is a very 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 critical point of vulnerability assessment because you have to assess have i surrendered this area to god is god allowed to move freely in this area of my life and if not what do i need to do to get myself out of the way or get my stuff out of the way and when I say my stuff I mean my mental baggage I mean my bad belief systems I mean the thoughts that I have about what God did in the past or what I thought he did or what I thought was done okay so these are things that we have to consider when we are thinking about God supplying our every need because he wants to. All of the verses I mentioned before are full of answers for you. And I know a lot of people who are experiencing loss they want answers they want closure they want direction they want guidance and that's everything that the lord has for you and unfortunately you know i don't know your particular situation but guess what even if i did know your particular situation i still may not have all the answers but i know the one who does and it's important that you get to know who he is and what he does and how he does what he does okay so outside of christ or maybe i should say along with christ along with Christ, you need community, all right? You need community. I know that we are in a season of social distancing. I know that we are in a season where people are taken away. They are reclusing more. They're at home more. They're more cautious. They're more careful. They're more concerned. Um, They're more drawn back, even in public settings. They're less likely to be kind and less likely to be um, approachable. I understand all of those things. I live them out every day, right along with you. But I will also say that along with Christ, we need community. We need community um, for several reasons. As I mentioned in the the verse earlier in Matthew, the Bible says that they shall be comforted. He didn't say who would do the comforting. And I want to highlight and couple that with this verse down here because it gives us the keys to understanding what we really need. It says that the father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God, which means that. Those who are full of comfort, those who have the capacity to comfort, God has already preordained and destined to be assigned to you during this time, during this season, so that you can experience the comfort and the love of God. It says we all will share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, Christ's sufferings, excuse me. So that through Christ, we share abundantly in comfort too. We all have a one point or another, whether it's due to COVID or not, experience something in a form of suffering, in a form of hurt, in a form of pain and neglect and abandonment and uncertainty and loss and desolation. But in that same position, we've all experienced the Christ. Comfort and the Christ's love that was supplied to us. So this may not be your season to be giving comfort. This may be your season to receiving some of those seeds of comfort and, 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 support that you've sown to others. The Bible says to love those that love you. The Bible says to encourage those, to mourn with those, to rejoice with those. The Bible is very clear that when it's sown into you, you know, you go ahead and sow it back to other people. And even when other people are going through, you join them in that position that we do so in brotherly love so don't push away the people that are part of your community and guess what the the definition and understanding of community has changed so much during this time so therefore you may or may not be um i guess comforted by the people that you would think right The Lord may be sending you someone else. A a lot of things are digital right now. A lot of things are transitioning to a technological space. And we're we're experiencing different ways of connecting. And also with different ways of connecting, different ways of building. So do not think that... You know, it has to be one way or, you know, just because we're not going physically to our churches or we're not going physically to different community groups or organizations that you cannot connect because that's not true. The Lord may have a unique and divine way of connecting you with somebody that's vital and important to your life. And so you should not (laughs) cut them off. I'm reminded of a time I was scrolling on Facebook and, you know, I don't even know how I became Facebook friends with this particular person, but I mean, You know, those mutual friends just keep going and going, right? And uh, she posted something that really pricked my heart. It didn't prick my heart as in like it offended me, but it really concerned me. Now, we all know that, you know, social media on any platform can have its share of attention seekers, you know, and people who just want somebody to ply into their woe is me. But I just felt differently about this post. I tried to scroll past and I really couldn't. So anyway, I, I reached out. I just took some time and I I, I thought about what I was going to say, introducing myself as a stranger. Um, and I did that. And a year later, I'm getting to see the fruits of this person's lives dramatically changing, excuse me, dramatically changing from what they would have been. It's very possible that this person would not have lived to see this part of their life. They were, I didn't know, but at that point they were suicidal. And so it's very important that, you know, we stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, but also that we don't reject help. You know, I was able to come into her life in a way that she had never experienced, but I was not traditional, it wasn't because we met at youth camp and I was the one who was speaking. It wasn't in a traditional way that, you know, we went to a trusted circle or space together and I was able to connect or build a relationship. So don't push away comfort and support and encouragement and love and joy during this time, no matter how unorthodox of a way it may come across your path. I think that's very important. All right. Um, If you if you study the word, you always will study the Bible saying seeing the crowds, you know, he would say going into the crowds and the crowd follow and the people. It always uses terms of community, always uses terms of groups because people wanted to follow God. They wanted to be a part of what he had going on. And I think it's very important that we follow that model during this time. Because you need it, you need community, you need community, so please, please please, 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 don't pray for help, and then push it away um, isolation let's talk about isolation, okay, so when you're when you're operating as a kingdom heir and when you are seeking the promises of God and when you are trying to heal through loss it's very 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 important that you do not remain isolated for prolonged periods of time and I keep putting emphasis on the prolonged part because it's very easy to stay in a place of isolation it's very easy to get comfortable it's very easy for it to become normal it's very very easy um To remember and to be reminded that um, this is a place that can become permanent, but you don't want it to become permanent. And this is what I mean. Um, The Bible talks about how the enemy seeks those whom he can devour. And it's always the prey that's most readily available, the prey that's by itself. You don't want to be caught in a very vulnerable place by yourself with your own thoughts um, with bad thoughts you want to make sure that you have a healthy balance between community and isolation and I keep putting emphasis on prolonged again because prolonging yourself in that place could amplify the fact um, that you're not getting a good balance of what you need from isolation okay and this is what I mean when we are isolated, when we are by ourselves, there are some healthy things that, come, that can come from it. We can organize our thoughts. We can just breathe without the pressure of being, performing, putting on clothes, putting on looks or whatever, which we shouldn't be doing any of those things anyway, but I'm just saying you can really decompress and be who you want to be. You can process uh, whatever you need to process. You can think through things in a more logical way. You can really assess what's going on the inside of you. So there are benefits to spending time alone, um, but even in those moments, recognizing that you are not completely alone because God is always with you and he'll never leave you or forsake you. But you don't want to make that a state of being because God never designed for us to be alone. He designed for us to be codependent on each other, with each other, and for each other. He is a God of family. He is a God of community. He is a God of people. Okay, God loves people and he designed for us to need and to rely on and depend on each other. So you're saying, well, Jim Bree, you know, I hear what you're saying. But the person I lost was my person. That was a person I went to. That was a person I cried to. That was a person that I didn't mind not being alone with. Okay, I hear you. And I've been there before and I'm kind of there now. I'm still kind of grieving in in a sense, um, a loss that I've encountered due to covid. Uh, My point is, even in considering that, the Lord... Will supply your need. He will give you a new heart to trust. He will give you a new shoulder to cry on. And maybe it's not right now, but just trust in the community that you have. Trust that God has put God ordained community around you, safe community, trustworthy community, so that you can be vulnerable and open until you get to a place. And I'm not saying that you have to replace that person. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you have to replace that void, but I am saying that this is a time where God has you, God knows all of those things any excuse, any reason, any thought that you had that may have combated anything that I've said in this podcast, the Lord already knows. So seek him for the ultimate solution. Seek him for what you're supposed to do. Seek him for how you're supposed to go about it and what that means for your world, okay? Because isolation is not the will of God. I don't care how how much we try to make it so. Even Jesus had people watching over him as he prayed and even even though he had his periods of isolation, he came out of them. Um, when studying this, there was one verse that really just it, it struck me. It struck me weirdly um, in a way that it never has. But as I mentioned, the greatest part of the person or the thing that you lost is you. You're still here. Your legacy, the legacy that they have in you will continue on. The Bible says in Matthew 25, it talks about the story of the man that gave talents to the servants. So when he gave five to one, another two to another one, according to his ability. And I think that we should think about this in another way. The Bible says that the man gave according to. OK, well, when we think about the people now, I'm just talking about people. This can't apply to things. But for the most part, I'm talking about the loss of loved ones. The Bible says that they gave according to meaning that I believe this verse to interpret that the that that person who's no longer with us gave according to what that individual needed. So this person may have these types of memories and this person may have this type of memory and this person may have this sort of history and that person that lost that that loved one gave according to what that person needed. The Bible says according to their ability, but I would say even in this retrospect, according to that relationship and the Bible says, and this is, um, the part that got me, it says, and then he went away. And I believe that that's what we are to do here on the earth. I believe that's what we are to, that's our assignment. We are purposed before we get here to, to assign and to give and to connect each according to his own ability. And then we're to go away because heaven is our home and we're just passerbys. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and that heaven rejoices. And so as hard as it is, and as contradictory as it may seem, that we should always rejoice in the loss of our loved ones, um, even though it hurts to not have them on this side of heaven with us. And so I hope that these words were encouraging to you, and I hope that they made you think about some things that you may be going through in a different light, because even in our loss, God requires faith from us. He requires for us to trust that they are in his arms right now, experiencing some of the greatest parts of heaven and a Rest like never before, and that we will see them um, on that side, and that we will be able to love them. And if they are safe in, in Christ's arms, and they're doing exponentially better than what we could ever be doing um because they're with the father and so i hope that that was encouraging to you and i hope that anytime you're going through experiencing loss and experiencing those emotions that come with and bubble up on the inside of you that you can refer back to this podcast and so that you can see and hear and know that god loves you and that he's not left you by yourself the bible says that he will leave us a comforter okay All of the verses that I've referred to today come from the English Standard Version. I typically study the English Standard Version and the New Living Translation. I love the KJV and the Amplified as well. But um, English Standard Version makes it pretty standard for me. So I like it. So, And again, I hope this... um, encouraged you i hope it blessed you uh please share this with someone who you know may be experiencing loss because there's a lot more people who are experiencing loss than what we would care to admit and what we would care to even disclose okay so even if you know they might need this share it anyway because i I pray and i believe that it will bless them and help them during this time to navigate emotionally how they should so with that said guys you have an awesome wonderful wednesday Wear your face mask, wash your hands, stay safe. Peace, love, and hair grease. Until next time, guys.